Welcome, everybody. This is Lorraine Cohen, and I'm so excited to be gathering with several of my co-authors in Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. Compiled by Michelle Mayor, this groundbreaking anthology is filled with raw, juicy journeys, spiritual wisdom, and inspiration about women triumphing against all odds with the hand and grace of the divine. In today's conversation, I'm joined by Michelle Mayor, Deb Scott, Jesse Ann Nichols-George, Joanne Newell, and Edie Weinstein. But before we move forward in this very juicy conversation, let's take a few moments to do some brief centering so that we can connect our minds, our hearts, and our soul. So let's all just get comfortable in our chairs, our feet on the ground, on the floor, and begin by taking some nice deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose, breathing out from your mouth, just holding that breath briefly. And with each breath, just have the thought of letting go of what is no longer serving you. Breathing in the energies of love and grace. Let's do that for a few cycles. We're all coming from different parts of the world. This has been such an energetic time of many shifts happening for so many people. Hmm. Wonderful. Imagine the energies of the earth coming up the balls of your feet, connecting you into the embrace of Mother Earth. And imagine a beautiful column of golden light several feet above your head, moving down into the crown of your head and expanding within your body into all of the cells, to all of the muscles, being completely immersed in the energies of divine love and grace. As these energies blend with the energies of the earth, connecting you both above and below. And having the intention now of these beautiful energies expanding beyond your physical body to all of your outer bodies, all times, dates, dimensions, and wrapping you like a beautiful warm blanket in the arms of the divine. And as we rest into this embrace, let's now hold the intention of connecting our minds, our hearts, and our spirits for this gathering today, inviting the company of heaven, the presence of the divine, to also be with us. speak through us, to hold the space in the highest intention. 
gently begin to open your eyes. And before I introduce you to these amazing way showers, let me tell you just a little bit about myself. I'm an internationally recognized soul guide, intuitive channel, healer, and charismatic broadcast personality. For more than 25 years, I've worked with thousands of women to deepen self-love and self-care, to transform past emotional wounds into wisdom, compassion, and power. I'm a fierce advocate for transformation to restore innate value, purpose, self-love, and personal connection to the divine, to turn your life into play so that you can create your boldest, most abundant, and meaningful life. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to these extraordinary women. Michelle Mayor co-creates transformation, energetic shifts in women who are ready to make a bigger difference in the world. She assists women to dissolve limiting beliefs and energetic blockages. She's the compiling author of Embrace by the Divine, the Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And you can learn more about this amazing book at EmbracedByTheDivine.com. Jesse Ann Nichols George is a code interpreter, scribe, speechmaker, radio show host, author of four books, creator of the Genesis Clearing Statement and True North Tour. Her work is founded in living a compassionate life and finding divine alignment, blending over 50 different modalities from Eastern and Western philosophies. You can learn more about her book at jessieannicholsgeorge1.com. Joanne Newell is the founder of Rich Life by Design. She's a compassionate, insightful, and practical money mindset coach for, for female business owners. She helps women to make, keep, grow, and share more money through their businesses and to create a beautifully rich life by design. Learn more about her at richbydesign.com. Edie Weinstein is a colorfully creative journalist, inspiring speaker, licensed social worker, interfaith minister, radio host on It's All About Relationships on Vivid Life Radio, and the author of The Bliss Mistress Guide to Transforming the Ordinary into the Extraordinary. And you can learn more about her at opti-mystical.com. And last, it's my pleasure to introduce Deb Scott. She's a four-time award-winning author of The Sky is Green and the Grass is Blue, which is a Kindle Top 20 bestseller. She's a top-rated broadcast podcaster winner for The Best People We Know show with over 1 million global listeners and a top 1% cred social media influencer. Deb helps people turn things around in their business and life, and you can learn more about her at debscott.com. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having Thank us, Lorraine. Thank, Thank you. Glad to be here. We are quite a group, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, just to jump in, and I've got questions for all of you ladies, but first I want to ask you, Michelle, why were you so deeply called to compile this book? Okay, now that one's got me really stumped because I I don't know why I was chosen to create this book, but obviously, uh, you know, in the higher realms, they 
they had this vision that this was what I was supposed to be doing. So it was basically uh, just one morning while I was watering my garden quite peacefully, you know, summer morning, and in a nice light meditative state, just you know, being in the zone. And I received very clear guidance and it was unmistakable. There was no way that I could deny it or pretend it didn't happen. It was so clear and it was, you are to write a book, you are to call it Embraced by the Divine. It is to be, called, uh, it is to be a compilation book by women for women and you are to share inspirational stories of how these women have turned their lives around from despair and, and misery to thriving in the world. I'm just paraphrasing the last part here, um, but basically it, it was that we were to share inspirational stories to show that no matter what a challenge or trauma life throws at you, there's always a chance to turn it around and to not only survive the experience but to strive from the experience. And the other part of the guidance that was very clear was that I was to choose women of a particularly high resonance to co-author this book who were not afraid to be really open and honest and just lay it all on the line, you know, just, just absolutely in their authenticity, their vulnerability. So that was very, very clear. And it was basically, uh, you know, I was just gobsmacked. And I think I, I just didn't even move from the spot for about five minutes just trying to process what I just received. And then I said to the angels, I said, okay, if you have faith and trust that I can do this, if you, you know that I can do this, you have even more faith and trust in me than I do in myself, then I say yes and please support me every step of the way through this process. I need to feel you hand-holding me all the way through this process because it is way, way out of my comfort zone. It's it's not something I've ever done before. So that's that was the inspiration behind the book. It, it was very clear angelic guidance. Mm. And what a good, um, uh, I want to say obedient, but... <laughs> Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for um, for following that call and um, making this uh, idea become a reality that we know is not only a life changer, it's a life changer. It was interesting because when I received the guidance, it, there wasn't an option to say no. It, it just, mm. it was so firm and clear and it's like, well, this is what you're doing and this is how you're doing it and that's it. There was no room for negotiation or but, 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 but. It was just, yeah. okay, huh, so I'm doing this now, am I? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> and here it is. We are right on the heels of the, the book uh, reaching thousands and potentially millions of people and so we thank you for for just moving forward and taking that leap of faith. I wanted to think about what I wanted to say and because it really is a leap of faith. So thank it, you. It definitely has been a leap of faith and for me a lot of the time it's just been about day by day showing up and dealing with whatever's happening on the day and asking for angelic help constantly so that I'm not spinning my wheels, so that I'm taking inspired action rather than 
um, you know, the, the required action that often fills up a lot of our, our busy, busy time. So it, it really has been step-by-step -step process. If I'd had any idea the journey that I would have gone through to get to where I am now with the book, you know, literally hours before launch, uh, then I've, I may have pulled back. So just doing it step-by-step, baby steps, baby steps, one, one day at a time has been what has actually got me through this. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I have several questions that I want to ask all of you, so why don't we jump in with that? And um, for those of you who may be listening to this recording, we know that there's a little bit of scratchiness on the call, and um, so we're just going to ignore that and just see that as, you know, life happening when you've made other plans, and these are just the kind of technical things that happen on the call. Um, so please don't don't let that get in the way of um, receiving the messages that we have been called to share with you. So I'm going to start first with Jesse. Jesse, please share the title of your chapter and why you chose to write it and what and what was it like for you to write it. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I wrote about if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> and. Um, it was really something to look back on that journey that I went through and, you know, to realize that so many times, of course, we can get that hindsight after the situation uh, along the way. And what I realized was there was there were so many pieces there that a lot of times we just need to stop and listen. We just need to stop and be still and really pay attention to what's happening because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the chaos. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the frenzy and the anxiety of the moment. But also looking back, realizing that I did the best I could do with what I had to work with in that moment with the information, the resources, and so on. And, um, you know, as, as I as I look forward, I can only hope that this chapter will reach out to some people and give them the opportunity to take advantage of that, <laughs> you know, if they find themselves in a similar situation. Thank you for sharing that. Let me go to uh, Joanne. Please share the title Hello. of your chapter. It's okay if you can't remember what the title of your chapter is and why you chose to write about that story and, and what it was like for you to write it. Well, my chapter is called Back to Health, and it's about um, an ongoing sort of back injury that became worse and worse and came to a head where I couldn't walk virtually and I was in excruciating pain. And I think a lot of people probably resonate with a story here about health because a lot of us have health challenges and it can be quite debilitating because we use this body temple to take us through our lives and we rely on it and we take it for granted <laughs> I think um, until we receive you know an opportunity to view our lives in a different way through a health challenge and that's what happened for me so the story um, Unfold. I won't reveal too much because um, I think it's good to, to let people read it for themselves if it calls to them. Um, but basically, it, they, I was uh, fairly well progressed on my spiritual journey, but this was just another way of 
realising that I didn't trust the universe to support me because that's essentially what back problems, mm. um, you know, show us. So that was a great opportunity. And also the big thing for me was about receiving help um, from others and allowing others to give. So I had to stop being the... Um, person in control all the time, having to do everything myself. I had to, you know, give up some of that and let other people look after my children sometimes. And, um, you know, that was really hard, really hard. And that was, again, part of the trusting, trusting the universe. So writing the chapter wasn't all that difficult because it was such a strong time in my life, such an impact on my life, you know, to actually had to have surgery back surgery in the end and wondered whether I'd come through and all that sort of thing, as we often do wonder when we have to have surgery. Um, so it sort of flowed from me. I'm, I'm a communicator, I'm a writer, I've been a book editor for many years, so this it came fairly naturally to me to write about this and it helped me see even more um, the lessons from that time. That was a reminder again during the writing for me. That's right, you know, look after your body temple, you don't have to be in control, trust the universe, you will be supported. Mm. Beautiful, thank you. Let's go to Edie. You're welcome. <laughs> How would you answer that, Edie? How I'd answer that? Um, it's funny, when you're talking about not needing to know the, uh, the book chapter title, mm -hmm. um, I'm 57 years old and more frequently of having my middle-aged moments. So, and I call them my wise woman moments now because the older you get, the wiser you get. Uh, the book, the, the, I can tell you what the chapter was about. <laughs> it was about I'll a give you the of, chapter title, lady. Has that? So it's, it's wonderful. Go for it. <laughs> authenticity, What's it called? Re, authenticity revealing the real. Okay, wonderful. Um, and, and what I just did was reveal the fact that I have memory blips once in a while. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the, the revealing the real. Um, all of us have life stuff happened from trying to think when, when it all began but the chapter talks about a journey that that started in 1992 uh, where I had what I lovingly call a year from hell um, in that year I had an ectopic pregnancy didn't even know I was pregnant and the fallopian tube ruptured and I almost hemorrhaged to death my husband was diagnosed with hepatitis C we lost our home to Hurricane Andrew in Homestead Florida and part of our business as well the following year, we moved back up to Pennsylvania from Florida, and my husband's illness continued. Six years later, he died from hepatitis C after waiting for a liver transplant. What I've discovered through that journey is that um, life happens, and we have a choice about how we deal with it. We can fight it kicking and screaming. We can hide from it. We can run away from it, or we can say, this is what is. What can I learn? How can I use this as fertilizer? to grow the garden of my life. Mm. Now, since, and I, and I imagine that most of the women on this call uh, can understand this and can probably vouch for it, since I wrote the chapter about a year or so ago, um, more life stuff happened that is not in the chapter, obviously. Um, I had a heart attack. I had shingles. I had kidney stones. Um, I had gotten a wonderful job that lasted a year and a half, and then I got laid off from the job. Now, I'm healthier than I've ever been. Um, I, you know, I, I have kick-ass workouts at the gym. Um, I take better care of myself than I ever have before. I've learned to set boundaries. I not only rebounded from being unemployed, I was unemployed for all of two weeks. And then I found two other exquisite writing jobs that give me more flexibility than what I had before and have the potential for paying more than what I was making before. 
So when life stuff happens, we if we know that there's always something else around the corner or something else wonderful waiting for us, if we can trust spirit, whatever we call spirit. I, you know, I don't tell anybody what to believe spiritually. But um, it, when I have these conversations with the God of my understanding, she says, have I ever dropped you? Has anything ever not worked out even better than you with your vivid imagination could have conjured? What are you getting, you know, what are you worried about? <laughs> so uh, being part of this team that's created this book, I think all of us face those, those monkey mind doubts. And all of us have, have been reassured that God, goddess, whatever you want to call it, has got our back. So Beautiful. that's how I would, you know, how I'd answer that question. Thank you. You actually uh, answered one of the questions I was going to ask, so I'll come back to you and see okay, if cool. you have anything you want to add. You actually jumped the question. Um, ah, but, you know, um, I'm really doing that. <laughs> stop that. <laughs> anyway, I'm reading your mind. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thank well, you. actually, the question that I'm going to ask soon is one that you inspired, so I'm not at all surprised that you oh. went directly there, so, you know, since it was one well, that you thought you. of. So thank you for that. Um, Michelle, why did you choose to write that particular story, and what and what was it like for you to write it? Okay, well, I guess it comes as no surprise what to, whatsoever to you, Lorraine, or anyone else um, who's speaking today, that it was angelically inspired. There, there were so many things that I could potentially have written about it, so many dark nights of the soul, and actually a couple of weeks after I received the the guidance to write the book in the first place, my um, partner died very suddenly, although he'd been sick for a long time, so we were expecting it would happen eventually. Uh, so I could have written all about the journey of grief that I went through, but for some reason that wasn't the guidance I was given. My, I, I asked the angels, I said, all right, if you want me to write this book, what is it that you most want me to write about? What is it that you most want me to, to share? What will have the greatest impact, will be most inspirational and motivational for the people who are reading the book? And I was told instantly, talk about the levels of fear that you have gone through to get where you are now. So that's what my chapter is. My chapter is called, Who Am I to Shine? And it's basically about going through a whole lot of layers of fear and self-doubt and wanting to remain invisible and feeling not good enough, etc., etc., etc. All that self-esteem kind of stuff, basically, um, that had kept me playing small. So this was about everything that I had to go through in terms of my inner journey in particular when I decided to stop playing small and to how... I was called to go many, many times into places of deeper faith and trust and surrender, knowing that the, well, when I eventually tweaked that, you know, everything was already planned, everything was already orchestrated in the higher realms, and it was basically about me stepping out of my own way, finally, and surrendering and asking for divine higher help and how that came through. So that's, that's really what my chapter is about. Mm, beautiful. You know, um, I'm just getting ready to to invite Deb Scott to answer. And, and as I'm I'm listening, I hope that folks are hearing a lot of different themes about surrendering and um, uh, really looking for the gifts in in different situations. Learning how to be a great receiver. And um, 
stepping out of the shadows and really following the calling of our souls. And this is so much about where many people are at right now is um, having to dig a little bit deeper and uh, clear so much of the things that we've been carrying that are no longer serving us so that we can start to align and step into what our real purpose is about. And I think for many people, it's a little bit eye-opening of thinking that we thought it was going one way and now it's so much bigger than we ever could have imagined. And it's pretty exciting. It's a little chilling sometimes and and, and definitely um, never a dull moment. So, Deb, are you with us now? I think she might be on mute. So, Deb, if you are on mute, press star 7 to unmute yourself. I believe that you are here. Deb, are you there? Let me just check with Facebook. Um, So I think that she's here, but I'm not sure if she is having some difficulty getting off her mute. So let me see if I might... What about if she presses star 2 to raise her hand if she's struggling to get off mute? Um, I'm not showing anybody uh, on mute, and so I, I don't... I don't have anybody on mute on my switchboard. Let me see if I can open up another uh, another window and see. Uh, there's some interesting tech stuff happening right now, which just think about this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of thing that can happen sometimes when we have high resonance energy. People get knocked off lines. Tech stuff starts to happen. Um, it gets a little bit wild when we're dealing with so much um, energy and consciousness. So that may be some of what we're experiencing right now. So just bear with me for just a moment. She can't get off mute. Let me see if I can help her and see if I can get on the line. I'm always tickled when some of these things start to happen. Always very interesting. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can now see her on mute, and I can get her off mute. Worst case scenario, Deb, what I would recommend that you do is just call back in and be sure that you don't press anything, um, and just stay open on the line, which is what uh, we've got pretty much everybody doing. So, in fact, while uh, that's happening, yeah, definitely call Call back in and let's just make that easy because I've definitely got some tech stuff happening at my end. <sighs> Life happens when you've made other plans. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> you know, this happened to me once Once before while I was doing an important call. Um, I couldn't get anybody off mute and I couldn't um, refresh the page, and this is what's happening now. I'm unable to do that. So. Interesting. Yeah. So Deb is going to be calling back in a second. Huh, so let's let's just take a breath. Let's just see where where we're all okay. at. Okay. Am, yeah, am I off? 
Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. We got to. Thank you, sweetheart. This is Deb Scott. Welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. But you know, I was in the, I was in the land of mute. I couldn't get unmuted. I don't know. Oh, I gotta right. like, you know, sometimes you want to put people on mute, but then it's like, hey, come on now. We have to fix this. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. The, you know, as I said, the technology is a little wonky tonight, so nobody mute themselves out, please. Okay. You ready to just jump in? Well, just just gonna just jump in. Um, you know, I've been I was listening. I came in a little bit behind, but I was listening um, to everybody bear their soul. And you know, for me, in being part of this journey, this illu- losing the illusion of myself. You know, I I had so many things that I thought brought me the happiness. So many things that I thought made me worthy, you know, my existence to make me matter. And whether that be a job or a career or a paycheck or identifying with a parent, but you just, I just had this illusion of what my life was. And when I stopped working in medical sales to take care of my mother who had cancer, I mean, that wasn't supposed to happen. She was my best friend. She wasn't supposed to pass away. I wasn't supposed to be with her when she died. I wasn't supposed to then have my father die a year later and and then lose him. And he wasn't the best friend, but I took care of him the same way. And then I wasn't supposed to be dealing with all this money and finances and things I didn't know. And then I ended up putting it in what I thought was a safe bank. I lost a million dollars. I mean, you know, people weren't supposed to be like that. I didn't know what a Ponzi scheme was. And then you just, you lose, you lose everything that you think is your security. And for some reason, I actually thought that I was spiritual before all this. And it really took losing everything that I thought made me worthwhile to get down to the nub to realize that you know there is no security in anything there is no arriving the money the illusion who you're married to who you're not married to who you're friends with what you look like what your paycheck is none of that matters if you don't have that connection with who you are you know at this moment in time and what god has you here for and if you're not showing love if you're not caring about the people that God puts in your face at the grocery store, the person next door, it doesn't matter how much you do or how much you have, you got nothing. If, you know, and it really boiled down to who am I and why am I here? And as much as I hate um, saying that those things have been horrible and I don't want anybody to go through them any more than you want somebody to go through cancer or somebody to lose a loved one or a divorce, you know what? I like myself a lot more now. I I I have been on an archaeological dig of self, and I have discovered things about myself that I would never know in any other way except by losing everything that I loved and thought that mattered. And, you know, seriously, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but I wouldn't want to give up. If that's what it took for me to get where I am at this moment in time, I would do it all over again. And... You know, I really think sometimes thinking about losing everything and everyone that you love is the best way to live because nobody's staying. And if we don't use the gifts and talents that God has given us, then we have wasted our life. And and I don't want to waste my life. I want my life to mean something. And I believe that we are all here for a reason. And that's why I love all the people in this book and the connections because I think each each one of us and all the people supporting us are saying, you know what, we're here for a reason. 
And everybody has to shine their light because, you know, the little light, the little light, the little light makes a big glow. And we all contribute, and we're all important. And I think that's the big message. And, you know, the other stuff can come. But in the end, it's not going to matter. So, you know, these illusions that we have of ourselves, we think that they're good illusions. They may not be the best illusions. God may have something better for us. And I guess that's what I'm discovering, is to not judge where I'm at in the moment because I'm not finished yet. And I think that that message of hope, um, of what yet is possible and just not knowing and being so comfortable with that and excited about that and trusting that God may have something better than I ever dreamed about, you know, to me that's what Embraced by the Divine is is doing. So um, that's my little spiel. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <sighs> so much wisdom to take in from everything that everybody has shared. So, Jesse, what is the message that you want women to take away from your chapter? What is the most important message that you hope that you've been able to communicate to the, to the women who read your chapter? What a, what a great question, Lorraine. <laughs> I've often thought about, you know, what can, can people take away? and I feel like one of the key things deals with compassion. We so much need to be more compassionate with ourselves. We can beat ourselves up for not understanding something, not seeing something sooner, not getting the right this or the right that along the way. And I know in my chapter I, I talked about, uh, you know, being faced with death and uh, being put on the edge and having the doctor tell me, gee, you know, there's no reason for you to be alive right now. <laughs> and that, that was quite a thing to, to step away from. And in doing that, I, I came to realize that for me, it's about living right here and now and caring about you, you as the individual. And if that means saying no to some people along the way, then that's what it means. But I really would love to see people just live for the day, to be able to enjoy the moment, not because they're going to go check something off of their bucket list or things like that, but how they can enjoy the everyday moment present compassionately to themselves. Hmm. That's a beautiful message. Thank you, Jesse. Let's rush into that for a moment. Joanne, what is what is the message that you want women to take away from your chapter? And, and you know, we can even include that there's likely going to be men that will be reading the book as well, but what do you really want people to have as a takeaway from what you shared? I feel like mine is twofold, two things that just really come together. One is to trust and to know that there is a higher purpose and that you will always be caught, you'll always be held and embraced by the divine, even if you're going through a painful period. And part of that also is to be conscious, because if we're not conscious, we're not seeing the lessons and the opportunities, and we are, in a way, doomed to repeat those until we get it. 
So it's it's that combination for me. It's trusting and knowing there's a higher purpose, but also being conscious. Because I think it's just then the fast track to the good stuff. You know, you can take the lesson and really absorb it. You may be tested again. <laughs> I think all of us have had that. Um, but that's just taking you to a new level. So that's what I would say, that combination of trust and consciousness. Beautiful. And Edie, what would you answer? I would say that a lot of what the other women have said, that trust is an important aspect of it. And it's not just believing, it's knowing. It's a certain, it's a certainty that we've survived everything that's ever happened to us because we're all here to talk about it. So what makes us think we're not going to survive this one? Um, you know, and, and it's what was the takeaway for me in writing the chapter and that I offer it to the reader is that you have such tremendous support in your life, even if you don't think you do. Even if there is, you know, if there's just one person who believes in you, um, then you've got a treasure. If you have more than one, and I am so blessed to have so many amazing people in my life that, that hold me up and support me, um, that there's something there, whatever you believe in spiritually or don't believe in. Even people that, that don't have a spiritual practice, you know, they may feel themselves being at home in nature. Use that feeling. Use the same feeling that you get when you look into the eyes of someone you love or when you look into the eyes of a, of a child, even if you don't know that child or an animal, and take that in to support you through whatever life throws at you. Um, so that's, that's what I would like to offer to the, you, to the reader, to know that you, you, know, you are not alone. And those of us that have written the book, we're right there with you. You know, that when you hold this book, you hold all the energy that we've put into it, all the love that we've put into it, and it radiates out into your lives, too. So we're, we're all in this together. Well said. Michelle. For me, I totally agree with what everyone else is being saying as well. And I think just to add to that, for me, one of the core messages in my chapter is that no matter how much fear you are currently feeling about following the nudgings of your soul and, and moving into your life purpose, no matter how much you're, you're holding yourself back at the moment, maybe through limiting beliefs or energetic blockages, know that when your soul is calling you to do something, you have all the divine help and assistance and so much more that you could ever, ever want. And that as you learn to surrender, to step back, to release, uh, to let go and let God and be in places of deeper faith and trust that you are given absolutely everything you need and then a whole lot more to really help you to move into perfect alignment with your soul, soul's guidance. So no matter where you're starting off now, no matter how much fear it's bringing up about really stepping into and owning your life purpose, you can do it, and you can do it in partnership with the divine, asking the divine, the angels, God, however you like to describe it, to handhold you, to lead you step by step through to that place where you are fully owning and embracing and feeling empowered in fulfilling your life purpose. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, and Deb, what message do you want women to take away from your chapter? Uh, do we still have Deb? Hopefully you did not put yourself on mute. 
If you did, I cannot unmute you. So um, it looks like Deb will be calling back in. So while she's calling in, I, I would like to um, I would like to add a little something from my end. Uh, writing the chapter was very cathartic for me because at the time that I wrote it, I was actually going through a lot of my own dark nights of the soul. Many of the chapters were written um, beyond the uh, fact, and I was in the throes of my own dark night, and so it was very profound at the time. It was it was very personal and it was very emotional for me. And one of the things that I experienced at that time was a very deep um, connection and disconnection with the divine. It was um, it was a time of what I would call a time of reckoning. And that's something I think that many people may be experiencing right now is, is almost like a love-hate relationship with whoever the God of their understanding is as they're going through their own difficulties and wanting to be saved and wanting uh, things to change or to question uh, whether they still want to be here. And that's very much about where I was at the time of reflecting upon so many things and going very deep and releasing a lot of emotional pain that I didn't realize that I was holding on to. Um, and also experiencing a cancer diagnosis that was, um, it was unique. It was not anything that I ever contemplated. And so it was a very palpable and very profound period of time for me to really make some decisions about choosing to live. And I realized that before that you can really choose to live, you have to be willing to look at the reality of dying. And that was very deeply profound for me. A lot of, a lot of grief, a lot of uh, rage, a lot of um, uncertainty, uh, all was thrown into the pot. And as a result of that, um, I really have felt like the phoenix rising. And my relationship with God has gotten so much stronger. And so the message that I would like to put out to women is that even if you don't see the other end of something that you're going through and you wonder whether you can make it through. You just need to take it step by step. And during those times of crisis, those are times that can be the greatest gifts. We find out so much about our, our own capacity when we are facing ourselves at the deepest level. And those are some questions that I think many people have is, Am I as strong as I hope that I am? Is my faith as strong as I hope that it is? Am I going to be okay? And it's during those very, very painful periods that we find out that we really are made of the stuff that creates worlds. There's something incredibly empowering about that. And we really do become the phoenix rising. We don't do it alone. We do it by the grace of God and the incredible people that come into our lives to show us that we matter and to to be our soft landing when we feel ourselves falling and to help us soar when we're we're ready to unfurl our wings. And so what I would say to the women who are reading the book is don't believe everything you think, that every hard experience is a pathway to everything that you want, 
and it is a pathway to everything that you came here to experience and to create. Be willing to go the distance and get the help and support that you need along the way. So I see that Deb has returned. So welcome I back, am here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not so technically good, but I'm loving to to listen and soak it all up and, and listening to everybody. And I love that, don't believe everything you think. You know, I really feel, um, you know, God is trying to teach me. It's like you don't have to understand to believe that it's all getting good. And that letting go of that understanding and just trusting and keeping going, that is such an important lesson for me is trust. Trust, 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 trust. And don't don't go based – don't think it's going well or not well based on what you see because there's so much happening on levels of the unseen. As Michelle would say, the angels, you know, they're all coordinating things. There's so much happening more than what we can see that just trusting is is so important. And that's what I pray for, to have more faith. Because I get in trouble when I don't have faith and trust. And that's what I love about all the other stories is that no one gave up and everybody kept trusting. And no matter what your faith or your religious belief, it was always that, you know what, there's, a, there's greater good out there that's leading us in, in, a, in a good direction. And that brings me a lot of peace and comfort to just know that no matter what, to just trust. Yeah. And is that the message that you want women to take away from your chapter? Yes, trust, just trust. Yes. Just trust. <laughs> trust is the must. <laughs> Thank you. So, Jesse, how has your life changed since you wrote your chapter? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> how hasn't it changed, <laughs> really? Um you know, I think that since I wrote that chapter, it really did a lot of reminding to me of how strong I am and how resourceful I can be along the way. And um, as many people have mentioned, you know, how much I'm being guided and protected and cared for by the divine. Um Certainly, I have been on the road touring for a while, which many people knew about. Um, I went on tour for a full year um, with no no real home base <laughs> going back to, and um, and I'm doing a lot of that. So my life has changed a lot. It's a lot about being in the moment and seizing the moment and taking that step of trust because every every since I've written this chapter, I've had to live an enormous amounts of trust of being provided for and that I have every step of the way. Amen. Thank you. Joanne, how has your life changed? Hmm, it's interesting. Um, I've still had niggling back back problems, nothing major. So that, for me, I see those as, you know, that little reminder about faith um, and, and being supported by the universe. But it's interesting, um, since being part of this, um, you know, I come from a book publishing background and then I moved into coaching. Um, and I kept feeling drawn, and I had written three books as well when I was an editor, I kept feeling drawn back to um, publishing. And really since 
being involved with this project and um, seeing Michelle go through this new world of um, you know Amazon and Kindle and all that sort of thing, I just felt really strongly that I've got to help with and do that as well and publish books given my experience with book production. So that's what I've added as a service to my business. It's, I just kept hearing that message, like you've still got to help, you're a communicator and you've got to help other people communicate their message that's going to help the world and I helped a lady um, very recently, she just launched her book in September um, and I just feel thrilled to be, you know, it's just this beautiful creative growth process of being involved with this book, it's not just the, the theme of my chapter um, and, you know, looking after my health and that sort of thing, it's also... Um, that I've deepened that trust in listening to what the universe is telling me about the way, the path I'm meant to be taking. So that's what's happened for me. <laughs> Are you there, Lorraine? Sorry, I put myself on you. that I'm no longer a cardiac patient, that although I need to be mindful of what my body is up to, I started working out in a different branch of the gym that I went to when I went to cardiac rehab. Initially, I went to the one that had the, the rehab program, and I actually worked out in that department, even, if, even though I was off the tether, even though I didn't need to, because I was afraid, like, oh, my God, what if I have another one, you know, all that. And I switched to a different location with the same health club because I didn't want to feel that way anymore. What I found is that in the last few months, the second part of, you know, when someone has an illness, whether it's in your case cancer or in my case cardiac condition, um, that you may, the illness doesn't have to have you. You may entertain it for a while and it may be a guest for a while, but you have the choice about showing it the door. And I decided to do that. So I'm working out in a different location so that I'm taking care of myself just because I want to take care of myself, not because I'm afraid of having another heart attack. So I invite readers to look at the challenges that they've faced in their lives 
and to know that they're making changes because they want a life that feels better, not because they want to avoid or prevent more pain. And that's a big change for me. I've also become a lot more aware that life is fleeting, that we never know. None of us knows when we wake up in the morning whether we're going to be around when the sun sets. So I don't hesitate to tell people that I love them. I don't hesitate to tell people how I feel. Um, I've been traveling in the last year. I've traveled more than I have in the last 10 years. And my next leap is that I'm going to um, Shivananda Yoga Ashram in January um, in the Bahamas um, for, for five days because two days ago I got an invitation from Joan Borisenko to attend a workshop that she's doing there, and I said yes right away. And I just immediately, no hesitation, no fear. So I'm living in a less, I wouldn't say not totally fearful or fearless condition, but I'm facing the fear and saying, blowing my, my nose, my, you know, blowing raspberries at it and thumbing my nose at it and saying, you know, I'm just going to do what I'm called to do and to trust that I will be safely held and caught. So that's how my life has changed. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. So, Michelle, how has your life changed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're laughing because you know a lot of it, don't I you, do. already? <laughs> it's been a phenomenal ride. You know, I started off writing my chapter about fear and moving through layers of fear. Oh, boy, at the end of the chapter, I thought I'd done, you know, pretty well. Um, but then, of course, there's been deeper and deeper levels of stuff that have been surfacing to really cause me to chunk away through uh, my fear of stepping out boldly as me. So the journey for me has been very much along the lines of, well, working for a start with initially 18 um, co-authors, you know, all very powerful women in, in their own right and sometimes there was a little bit of friction maybe a few egos that needed massaging or just getting the fact that you know I was leading the group not that them that that kind of thing so all this little bit of tweaking initially so it, it caused me to be somewhat uncomfortable for a start uh, but it made me very clear on my boundaries because I, I kept having the vision for the book in mind and it's not about me it's not about egos here it's very much about this is the vision for the book this was the guidance for the book and let's just stay on target with that and if I'm the one who's called to to lead this to coordinate it to bring it to fruition then I need to step into that role of leadership fully and completely and to to get comfortable with you know every so often rocking the boat where it was necessary uh, a couple of times I had to make some really gut-wrenching decisions to release a couple of the chapters in the the book and not that there was anything wrong with the chapters but somehow there was something that wasn't quite the right vibrational match and even if it was difficult to put my finger on it there was that gut feeling that there was also angelic guidance so I had to make really tough calls and at the risk of, of hurting people that I viewed as my friends I had to to stake, take a stand and be in that role of leader uh, for the sake of the overall vibration of the book. So that's all stood me in very good stead, I guess, for this next phase of my evolution, which is already opening up. Um, I, we went through a crowdfunding process for the book uh, to raise extra funds so that we can you know, market this book in a big way and get it out to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of women around the world and enlightened men who are ready for the messages in the book. So part of the crowdfunding process was I managed to find a corporate sponsor in Melbourne and this 
corporate sponsor jumped on board in a flash because they're wanting to start, or they are actually starting, not wanting to, they've actually got it organised, to start women's empowerment programs uh, next year, beginning of 2016. So... I have got to know them a lot better and then last week uh, I was invited to be the lead trainer for their women's empowerment program in Melbourne next year. And it's so, wow, <laughs> this is, you know, it's almost like a, a, a joke in a sense. You know, me being a, an empowerment trainer where I've come from such a totally disempowered space originally, uh, where anybody could basically step all over me. So I've come, you know, I, I look back and I see this huge journey I've been on and it's been just step by step, day by day, moving through those levels of fear, little stretch out of my comfort zone each and every day. So the comfort zone has expanded hugely. So now I'm not even aware of my comfort zone. It's like, okay, angels, you want me to do this? Bring it on. And I just keep showing up and, you know, doing what I'm told by the higher realms and the doors are opening phenomenally. So for me, that's been my journey. It's been one of moving from what was quite a powerful place, uh, you know, the story that I tell in my chapter, but now just upping that exponentially to be in a, a role of leadership for women and also to feel comfortable in being in that role, feeling that, yes, I deserve to be here. I've done the the hard work. I've done so much work on myself on so many levels and you know, reached out to beautiful soul sisters as well to, to help me with some of that. So for now, I feel very, very comfortable. I know it's not the end of the journey, but for this phase of my journey, it feels wonderful and magnificent. And if I hadn't written or hadn't followed the guidance to write the, to write the book, then I wouldn't have had all these opportunities, tests and challenges present themselves to me to get to this point of readiness of really stepping into and owning my my mission as a, a women's empowerment leader. And I have certainly observed all of that happening and it has been uh, just beautiful to just watch all of the different doors opening. I think that's so important just as a reminder that when we're going through some of these difficult times, we don't see those doors. But when we turn that corner, it's extraordinary, the the doors and the opportunities and the windows that open, all the more reason to just go the distance and just trust that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And Deb, what would you add? I can't add anything. I just love, I love it all. But I really, you know, Edie was talking about don't wait to say I love you. Don't wait to say thank you. Don't wait, you know, do it now. I, I, I really feel that that is something um, that, that's that been more prominent, you know, since writing the book and just living life. So it's all good. Mm. Well, you know, what I would add, since I have contributed a little bit, is, is that um, this this journey, um, while I have gone through uh, several more cancer diagnoses, um, I, I feel stronger than ever before, and I, I feel um, I feel a, a lot of fears have left. The relationship that I have with the God of my understanding is stronger than ever, and I. Um, 
I feel a new pathway has opened with doing cancer coaching and healing, not anything I ever anticipated. And I'm not even sure where those doors are leading. I just feel that the position that I'm taking is to just bring it on and I'm all in. I've made incredible changes with my health. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a, a, a kick in the ass before you actually do something that you've been nudged to do mm-hmm. for countless amount of time is, is making nutritional changes and it, it's really all about loving yourself in a, in, a, in a healthier way and so it's been an incredibly empowering period for me to realize that it, I didn't have to give up anything in order to find myself again and, and it, it's been a health journey and a spiritual journey that has allowed me and invited me to be more loving and more nurturing for myself and to really honor my body in ways that I I have been remiss about and I feel so good about that and I'm learning more every single day and I, I, I almost feel as if I have moved into a state of maturity. I feel more grown up if you understand what I'm saying. Um, and there's, um, there's a connection with a sense of power inside of myself that I, I feel is even stronger and that power... I, it really feels like it's it's more aligned with the divine. I I don't know what 2016 and the years beyond has for me. I feel more ready to say some of those bigger yeses. And if a cancer diagnosis has been the pathway to it, then so be it. I also want to add that I truly believe that the experiences that happen in our life are in response to our desires for mastery and that life doesn't happen to us, that we're really calling forth these experiences and they take the form of whatever will get us, will get our attention and that provide the greatest opportunities for us to move into those levels of mastery and some, and sometimes they are through a health crisis or a financial crisis or any kind of crisis because that's how much we want to step into that greater version of who we are so for anybody again for anybody who is reading the book and maybe asking yourself the question why is this happening to me i say bravo to you and your commitment and your brilliance in creating some of these experiences for yourself because that's how bad you want to live your most incredible life so bravo to you take a deep breath take that step forward because you really are creating your reality, and it's all up to you in terms of whether it's a journey of suffering or a journey of grace. And I believe in you. So I have one more question, ladies. And the question that I have, and we'll start with Jesse. If you could give any woman a tip, or a piece of advice, what is one thing that you want women to know who may be facing their own dark nights of the soul? And it might be something that you've already said that bears repeating. Mm, wow. I think one of the big things for me is remembering that we always have choices. It doesn't always feel that way but we always do, and remembering that we're nowhere near as powerless or as helpless 
as what others might say. And sometimes you can't listen to what all the outer world is saying. You've just got to get within and let yourself know that you're going to live the best, most compassionate life you can give yourself in any given moment. Thank you. Joanne. This is really deep, Lorraine, isn't it? Wow. I feel, I mean, I'm really feeling that connection now with any woman who is feeling that way. They feel like they just want to fall to the floor and sob and they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I just want them to know that I think there's such a power about this particular book and the women who've um, put their messages in this book for you. I just want you to know that you are part of a sisterhood. And even if we don't know you, we are energetically there helping you, taking your hand and helping you step up. We're embracing you and we're helping guide you towards the light. Just know that we are there with you. And I think I speak on behalf of all of us in saying that. Definitely. It's beautifully expressed, Joanne. Thanks, Michelle. And, Michelle, what would you say? Okay. When you feel that there is no one in the world that cares about you, that has any interest in you, that can help you with whatever you're going through, remember that you are always, always, always loved and supported in the higher realms and turn to the help and guidance that is there for you always in the higher realms. All you ever need to do is just ask and things can shift and change miraculously for you in an instant. How about you, Edie? What would you say? Well, I think the most important thing is for you to love yourself the way you would love someone that, that you hold close to you, close to your heart, um, because you, you live with you 24-7 for the rest of your life. And most women, although I can't speak for every woman, but a lot of women I know are really good at loving other people, but not so good at taking care of themselves and loving themselves. And I'm speaking for myself, too, that um, it isn't until a crisis occurs that we realize how valuable we are and how much we matter. So I encourage you not to wait until something happens for you to recognize how precious and how valuable you are. And I encourage you every day to treat yourself the way you would treat someone that you hold dear. So that's my um, guidance. And as again, I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it to me too. I love that. Deb, how about you? Oh, I just love what everybody's saying. You know, it just comes to me this, why did I ever doubt that it would all work out? Why did I ever doubt? And sometimes I have to laugh at myself and just say, why did I ever doubt? And I, I would like to, you know, say that to other people, to just that, you know, women out there believe that there's always a way. And what Jesse was saying, Edie, you, Michelle, everybody's saying that, you know, there's so many choices, there's so many options. Um it's just really, it really is amazing to me how how good things can work out. And um, I think that's it. Just don't doubt. Yeah, beautiful. 
you know, as I've been listening to um, all of the beautiful sharing, and I have gotten a nudge, I like to pay attention to my nudges as well, to to bring forth a prayer that was written by Debbie Ford. I've been reading some of her prayers lately, and it's called Reclaiming Your Light, and I'm feeling guided to share that for this call. So I invite everybody who might be listening, and all of us on the call, if you like, to just gently close your eyes, and just allow the energy of this prayer to move through you. Dear God, God is creator of all that is. Today I close my eyes and invite into my conscious awareness all the holy parts of myself that have been hidden from my sight. I affirm that it's safe to open up to my deeply spiritual essence to discover the divine thread that connects me to everyone else, seen and unseen, on the planet. I proclaim that it is safe to come face to face with my greatness, my gift, my spiritual vastness, and my holiness. Today, God grant me the courage to stand without apology in the presence of all my greatness. Give me the insight to reclaim the light that I've attributed to or projected onto others. Allow me to stand up and see what's possible for humankind when I stand fully in the presence of my holiness. Support me, please, in being present to the importance of my holy self. Wash away anything that's between me and that divine thread, my divine essence. Allow me to be humble enough to know that I have nothing to do with how divine I am. Today, dear God, allow all the light that I've transferred out into the world to people I know and to people I don't know, to people who are alive and people who may have passed, to return back to me. Bring all that light right now back into me. Let me open my arms, my heart, to the uniqueness of my humanity and the magnificence of my divinity. Let me know the divine as myself. And so it is, and it is so. Amen. 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 Beautiful. And I think, I think that's one of the messages in Embrace by the Divine is that it is a reminder to come home to the truth of who we are, that we are divine. And that is certainly our wish for anyone who reads this book, is for them to deepen their connection with the divine, because there is no greater power and presence to walk through in this life than the truth of who you are and the divine presence that lives in you, through you, as you, and all around you. I think we all agree to that, don't we, ladies? Absolutely. Yes. So as we're drawing this very rich conversation to a close, is there anything anyone wants to add? Can I just add where people can actually purchase the book or how they go about um, purchasing the book? Well, I will be telling them that in just a moment. Okay. I just wanted to double-check on that. Not to worry, my friend. 
So if this feels like it's a good place to stop, Embraced by the Divine is not only a life-changing book, it is a game-changer to transform yourself and consciously create your greatest life and be of greatest service to humanity. Please check out, please reserve your copy at embracedbythedivine.com and consider giving it as a gift. One of the things that we will tell you is just by holding the book in your hands, transformations will occur. Is there anything else you would like to add, Michelle? I guess just on the, the technical side with that, um, launch day, of course, is the 10th of December in the uh, U.S. Eastern Time. And it on launch day and, and pre-order, there's just a few hours left to pre-order. Um, the book is $1.99 in U.S. dollars or converted to whatever your local currency is. The gift uh, facility where you can gift the book to someone on Amazon um, doesn't become functional until the book is actually live, so that won't be before the 10th of December. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably about it. If you do pre-order before the book is, is live, then the book will actually be delivered to you electronically on launch day, 10th of December, and your payment will be processed on launch day as well. There's also a huge bundle of bonus goodies, probably about 70, um, round about that at the moment, I think we have, of really high quality, high vibration, self-healing gifts from myself, co-authors, uh, launch partners, and these form part of the promotion of the, um, the actual launch. The, the launch partner uh, gifts will be available for a couple of weeks to give people plenty of time to, to download them and have a really good look through and maximise the benefit of these gifts. The, how people claim the gifts is when you purchase the book, in the back of the book there is a link to the gift download page within the website, which is actually an opt-in page. So um, that's, that's how it goes. I've tried to keep it as simple as possible. So basically when you have the book in your hot little hands or on your computer screen or mobile device, just have a look. Um, you'll see in the indexes the, the, the link to the, the very back of the book where the gift link is as well for you to, to hop on in and download the bonus gifts too. So what I want to also add is that you'll be able to have the physical copy of the book. We'll be launching that on January 21st, and we invite you to order that because why wouldn't you want to have it in your hot little hand? That's so. right. That's not, not quite available for pre-order just yet. It will probably be available for pre-order, uh, say, in about a week's time, but it, it, you can't, so that would be probably, you know, about the 17th of December, but it, you won't actually receive that until the 21st of January for the soft cover. Beautiful. Well, ladies, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today, sharing your heart, your wisdom, your energy, your brilliance, and most of all, your love. Michelle, again, thank you for accepting uh, this assignment from the divine, and we welcome all of you who are listening to grab a copy for yourself. We know that this will change your life, and we also welcome your comments and feedback as you go through the stories. We love to hear them. So thank you so much for joining us. Many blessings to you. May your life be filled with grace. Much love to you from all of us. God bless. God bless. God bless. Namaste. Goodbye. Bye.
Michelle, stay on the phone for a moment. Are you there? Michelle? I think Michelle's gone. This is Joanne. Okay. <laughs> All right. I wanted to tell her one quick question. Anyway, thank you, sweetheart. I am going thank you. to... It was good, wasn't it? You know, despite And the I love what you said. I, well, I just love what you said about how... And that's what I'd forgotten myself, is that we have asked for these challenges. That the it's a beauty. co-creative thing. Yeah. I've actually forgotten that. I keep thinking, you know, you're going to tell, oh, this is happening to me but for me, but forgetting yeah. that I probably even decided this before coming into this incarnation. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the, Thank the you. Beauty, oh, you're well, you know, the beauty of having a conversation with a lot of people is that um, somebody remembers to say something else that just makes the conversation richer. It happens every single time. Exactly. Isn't that wonderful? It was beautiful. Such a beautiful call. Thank you. Thank you for hosting it. My absolute pleasure. And I'm going to go ahead and post it on the Facebook page so that you can all grab it. Um, Wonderful. I'll promote that in my community. Normally what I would do is do a little bit of the editing with the tech stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm going to do that, uh, that I feel like doing that in the next 24 hours. But anyway, if you know how to do that through Audacity, um, you can pull some of that out or just leave it in, you know, whatever. I think it was fine. It's real, you know. I think yeah. I think it's it's brilliant. Well, thank you so much. I would leave much. it as is. Okay, because yeah, because I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't Let's feel like doing anything. Let's just get it out there. <laughs> yes. So thank you, sweetheart. And thank um, you. You have a lovely evening. Thank you. I'm going to have a little bit of dinner. I'm hungry. Ah, <laughs> oh, good you, job. You enjoy right. the rest you of your care. day, sweetheart. Thank you so much. We'll speak My again. My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon, babe. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. The moderator has left the conference.